People My Age, the podcast about obsessions, trends, social media, and culture. I'm Eleanor Rubin, a 17-year-old living in New York City. Today, I'll be talking about Dall-E Mini, an AI tool that has been, oh my god, that has seen recent popularity online. Also, I know this is kind of old news, but forgive me, okay, it's been a busy summer. I wrote this episode like three weeks ago, and I'm recording it now, but here you go. Also, the audio might sound a little funny in this episode. I am literally sitting in a closet. Um, okay, so here we go. <laughs> Doll E Mini, that's D-A-L-L-E Mini, is an online tool created by Bruce Dama that uses AI to generate illustrations of pretty much anything you put into it via simple text phrases. Some examples I've seen are washing machine trail cam footage and Garfield graduating with a public degree in health. The images are warped and strange as they are created by a machine and not a person, but they're intensely fascinating and often quite funny. The tool has become so popular in the last few weeks that there's a waiting list, and several social media platforms have been flooded with posts containing screenshots of increasingly random, ultra-specific creations. As I began to see more and more of these over the last week or so, I started to wonder why we find so much delight in these odd images. At first, I thought that the humor or general intriguing quality came almost entirely from the human and created created inputs themselves. After all, the phrase police interrogating a jar of pickles or Pharaoh Darth Vader of Egypt are amusing even without the images to accompany them. They're both utterly random and extremely specific, juxtaposing two parts of pop culture or general life that almost never come into contact with one another. However, on their own, these phrases don't really go anywhere. They're vaguely interesting to picture, but there needs to be something else, an extra layer to really take hold in the mind and have an effect. So, okay, why don't people just draw these then? Talent aside, if these kinds of images were always such a source of joy and humor for people, why haven't we realized this earlier and started creating them? I'm not sure that this question actually has an answer. There are probably some examples of these kinds of strange creations wherein two or more completely different components come together in illustration to create something new that came before Dolly Mini. I can think of at least one from March of 2015 when BuzzFeed published an article entitled Disney Princesses as Lukewarm Bowls of Water. It's been surprisingly hard to find the actual illustrator of these images as he only goes by Danny with 12 N's, but these drawings are pretty much exactly what they sound like, just bowls of water dressed up to look like Disney princesses. This phrase sounds a lot like most of the doll e mini inputs I've seen, and people seem to get the same kind of amusement out of those drawings as they get out of doll e mini images today. While I was researching for this episode, I came across a comment on an article from the website Polygon by the user Lil Kutku. I'll link the article with the attached comment in the episode description, but here's an excerpt I found pretty interesting. It can take a dozen or so attempts at submitting before Dolly finally accepts your input phrase, and then it takes a handful of minutes to generate the output. And I've realized that while this is not the intention, this is a Skinner box. Every click has a chance of working, of giving me a positive result, actual submission. And what is the output going to be? It could be anything. It could be exactly what I'm imagining when I thought to submit the phrase, or it could be something even better that I never would have expected. Or it could be mediocre, or it could be garbage. And here's the thing, I desperately want to click because my brain loves seeing the image that I that are conjured. But even if the image is garbage, I'm learning, I'm getting information, I'm having my hypothesis tested and viewing the results. Chemicals are happening. This comment references a Skinner box also referred to as an operant condition chamber developed by B.F. Skinner in the 1930s. It's just a small box with a lever or key, depending on the animal being tested, that can be manipulated by the animal to obtain a reward, usually food. 
This commenter theorizes that doll e-mini works in essentially the same way, providing an intriguing reward and incentivizing us to keep using it, arguing that we learn each time we are provided with an image, and that's why we find it so satisfying. But I honestly disagree with this theory. I'm not sure that using this simple tool could really count as learning because we came up with the input and almost always the image output is exactly what we imagined. I mean, pretty much. This is where the true satisfaction comes from. It does not come from the surprise of a delightful unexpected reward, but from seeing exactly what we want. When you type in Prince eating a hot dog dish in Lake Minnesota and get a series of warped images that don't show an exact photo of what you typed in, but rather a suggestion, it's immensely satisfying. Maybe it's all the more satisfying that it isn't perfect, but kind of almost perfect. Prince's face is blurred and the food he's eating is strange and almost unrecognizable, but there's something deeply recognizable there. It taps into a part of the brain that we almost didn't realize was being tapped into with other images because they're so perfect that the picture is completed without us having to do the legwork of really looking at them. Here, because the pictures are imperfect, we look at what does work. Go look up the specific example I mentioned and you'll see what I mean. The lighting in the quote-unquote photos, the arrangement of the food on the tables, the dynamic way in which the people in them seem to be conversing, all of it feels so familiar and perfect. You can tell that a machine created this because it is imperfect, but you can tell that it sources its image from human content because some elements are so perfect. Here is where Doll E-Mini's true genius really shines through. I think what we're searching for in using Doll E-Mini is how other people see the world, if others share our specific references, and if a machine can take a hyper-specific input and spit out almost exactly what we wanted. We can see this in the examples that are more tied to memes or pop culture, such as ones that use the word backrooms. If you're unfamiliar with the backrooms, they're a concept that finds its origin in Reddit creepypastas, which are essentially horror stories that sometimes become a kind of internet urban legend. The back rooms are an endless series of blank rooms that one can accidentally stumble into and become trapped in forever, doomed to wander endlessly through these rooms that are vaguely reminiscent of an abandoned office building or school hallways. This is a hyper-specific reference that, when referenced, means you currently have or in the past have occupied a specific online space. Therefore, when people input, for example, Ronald McDonald in the back rooms and get an image of the notorious clown wandering aimlessly through a fluorescent lit windowless hallway, they're delighted. Not only does the AI know what they're referencing, but it knows just how to reproduce it. And this proves that others understand their specific framework of reference and can appreciate how odd it is to see these cultural elements put together. So what else is like this? A website called thispersondoesnotexist.com generates a completely new, completely fabricated image of a face every time you refresh the page. These images are imperfect with blurred backgrounds and something just slightly off like an ear or like a piece of jewelry or a shirt. What's so amazing about it though is that they feel so real. And not only do they feel real, but they also feel incredibly modern. Their haircuts, accessories, and the lighting of the photos feel so incredibly realistic that it's almost impossible to tell they're fake. Again, it's incredibly satisfying to get this kind of acknowledgement from a machine, an algorithm, that these specific types of people are so common within others' lives too. So what goes into making a truly great doll e mini creation that feels satisfying? Here are some doll e mini submissions that I really enjoyed, and you can find them by looking in the community section of doll e mini. My favorites are DJ Beethoven photographed by David LaChapelle, Darth Vader crying while sitting on his bed because he is falling into bankruptcy with papers on the floor, moody, 50 millimeters, pigs robbing a gas station, and a planet walking on the street. Out of all of these, I think I love the DJ Beethoven one the best. 
just by adding that little title DJ, it changes so much about what we expect. And then the added layer of David LaChapelle's style of photography makes the whole thing just like so fascinating. Dolly Mini has spat out something incredible, surprising, and just so amazing. Instantly, these three elements come together to create a few baffling images that are, in a word, delightful. If you take nothing else from this episode, I highly recommend that you try out Dolly Mini. It's so much fun to see what it can create, and I love scrolling through other people's creations to see what they came up with and how they perfected their inputs to get more exact results. I even tried out some of my own. Uh, some of my favorite inputs were Banana DJ, Nightclub in the Middle of a Prairie, and 1950s Commercial for LSD. Okay, before I end the episode, here's this week's recommendation. I just realized that I can't put the usual recommendation music over it, um, but that's okay. I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> this recommendation is more of an obsession of mine. Around 2019, Glossier posted like 35 videos in a Get Ready With Me series on their YouTube channel. I remember that they would pop up as ads before videos around that time, and I always found them so calming. And I recently went back to check them out, and honestly, they hold up so much. They're just videos of, like, random celebrities and models getting ready for five or six minutes in the morning, but they're so calm and laid back and kind of real feeling. I'm really not a fan of Glossier's products, and if you've seen the news recently, I'm not a big fan of the company or a lot of the people who work there either. Uh, and I hardly know any of the people that they feature in the videos, but they're so relaxing for some reason. I really recommend checking them out if you're in the mood to kind of zone out for a while while a model talks about her favorite moisturizer or whatever. Well, that's all for today. If you have any suggestions of trends you want me to talk about or just anything in general, don't hesitate to reach out. You can email me at peoplemyagepodcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram at Eleanor Rubin. That's E-L-E-A-N-O-R-R-U-B-I-N. If you love my content, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review as it really does help me out. Thanks so much for listening and don't forget to tune into the next episode. <laughs> I always say next week's episode, but... Let's be real, I do not post weekly, uh, but I'm planning on starting to post a lot more frequently. I really do enjoy uh, working on this podcast, but for some reason it's been really hard for me to stick to a regular schedule, although I really am going to try. So let's hope that there is an episode next week. Um, okay, bye-bye. <laughs>